This is the California Liberty Project Podcast. So we are back with another episode of California Liberty Project Podcast. Once again, thank you all for being here. I really appreciate it. My name is Greg. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And we do have the relatively new YouTube and Rumble channels where we upload video content whenever we can. YouTube is particularly, uh, let's say, picky and tricky. So um, if I have any kind of really controversial or really fascinating uh, conversations, I guess, well, they're all fascinating, right? But if we have any conversations that kind of veer into uh, the forbidden uh, territories as far as what we're not allowed to talk about, those are the videos and podcasts which can't show up on YouTube. And of course, YouTube, the audience is still growing there. Um, We've dominantly been on Apple, Google, Spotify. So just listen in and watch wherever you can. But once again, I thank you for being here today. Um, I was off last week. We had some family stuff really important to take care of. We had snowmageddon here in California where we got a few inches of snow and everyone freaked out. Their hair caught on fire. The world stopped and every single uh, freeway and highway in Southern, Central and Northern California for that matter, I guess up there too. But every highway was like shut down and we had to like reroute to get home. Um, It was quite an adventure, but the mountains look beautiful. Um, We got plenty of rain and snow and we've gotten a lot this winter, tons this February. It's been cold here, weirdly cold. Now we're into March, of course, but we've gotten tons of rain and snow For all of you that are listening here in California, um, probably about 80% of you, um, we have gotten so much rain and snow that I'm thinking that the stupid drought is over. And I don't want to hear their uh, freakouts anymore about it. I don't want to hear the control. I don't want to hear water rationing. I don't want to hear the shaming anymore because we've gotten so much damn rain and snow. We're good for this year. Um, So... Let the salmon fend for themselves in the rivers. We need to funnel the rain and snow and the water to families and farmers that need it and pay for the water. But all of that aside, I want to reintroduce and uh, welcome back my good buddy, Blas Vegas Carrasco, to the podcast. Blas, Thanks for having me again, Greg. Always a pleasure uh, to be a part of it. And obviously... uh, Continue to support the California Liberty Project, so this is going to be a fun one. And I, I know your pain with the uh, snowmageddon of California. We get uh, you know these ridiculous ice ice storms in Texas, and it shuts everything down. Everybody freaks out, and they, you think that the world is ending. But yeah, I get right. it. How do they do it in Minnesota? I mean, California, Texas, we get we get a, a rare winter storm and it's the end of the world. How do they do it up north? <laughs> no. Maybe someone from up there can uh, leave a comment or send an email to you or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd appreciate the feedback. How do you get through that? But um, yeah, anyway, it's great to have you back, man. Um, so this podcast that Bloss and I are, are wanting to do here and that we plan to do in the next few minutes, the next little bit, is something that kind of stemmed from just a conversation that we were having anyway on the phone, kind of spontaneously. And um, it was kind of funny. And we thought, you know, this would be something good to cover. This would be a good topic. Okay. So what is the topic that we're talking about today? 
among other things, um, what we'd like to cover is in the past few years, namely in the past three years in particular, with the COVID pandemic, the societal breakdown, the freakout, uh, summer of George, the riots moving into January 6th, everything that we've seen, Russian collusion, that whole fairy tale. With everything that we've been through in the past three years, and even four and five years with some of the Russia collusion hoax, um, more and more people I think that that I've talked to, that I've talked to, and that Bloss has talked to, have begun realize, re- realizing that when you turn on the news, or when you hear from your elite and highly respected leaders in government, what we're hearing is often bullshit. Pardon my French. What you're hearing is often propaganda. The mainstream media is also often just repeating the party line for either the uniparty or the regime in charge. And so obvious, it's so obvious that they are lying to your face. And we were kind of chuckling about a little bit of this, um, the emperor's wearing no clothes or is the emperor wearing clothes kind of stuff that we've been seeing from the media and that we see coming out of the government, particularly in the wake of uh, the COVID um, so-called pandemic, which came out of obviously Wuhan, China. I think within the first month or two, it was quite obvious to everyone with common sense and critical thinking skills that that pandemic was coming out of the Wuhan Virological Institute, um, as John Stewart so aptly pointed out in a comedic way, even liberals the ones who are awake are realizing that, yes, this is a lab leak. Um, I don't think we know completely where this came from. Certainly, it's been proven that there has been gain-of-function research and that there is U.S. government funding and involvement with that gain-of-function research with Peter Daszak and is it EcoHealth Alliance, all these CIA and United States government-funded uh, studies and all this research that they do in places like Ukraine and in places like China, but not here for certain reasons. So anyway, all of that aside over the past three years, Bloss and I were talking and we thought, you know, there have been a lot of um, Liberty fellow travelers and then even some new recruits to being so-called red-pilled. In other words, choosing to or attempting to view the world as it actually is, no matter how weird or no matter how strange it might be, but just choosing to pursue the truth and to see things as they actually are, instead of continuing to imbibe the mainstream media or the government propaganda narrative that we're all being fed. And so we were talking about this, right, Bloss? And then we we talked about how maybe we have some acquaintances or some fellow travelers who were we think are generally right and pretty good on things uh, related to personal liberty and um, caring for others and using common sense. But so often with some of these fellow travelers, there seems to be a little bit of an overlap with some conspiracy theories, which have, let's say, maybe less robust sets of evidence for them. Um, Would that be a fair way of kind of characterizing what kind of started this conversation off uh, Bloss. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, we can get to it here in a little bit, but I think because of everything that has happened and more more people, you know, coming to question everything that's coming out of, <clears throat> you know, Big Brother's mouth, 
that I feel that some many people feel that okay, they now have the green light to like let let everything <laughs> come out, like all of their their theories, and you know, some of them are, are do have some you know facts and data backing it, and can give you can cause you to question it and be like, okay, well, yeah, let me look at that. You know, maybe there's some truth to that. While other things and other topics, you're like, oh gosh, it just sounds so absurd. And I'm pretty sure there's not a whole lot of like actual data backing it, right? But yet it's part of everything that they're now feel like they've got that green light to come out and say. And of course they do. You know, I'm never going to hinder anybody's like, uh, uh, you know, ability to do that, of course. But. There's not, they don't really have a filter, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a kind of a weird world to navigate in, especially if you are yeah. originally brought together by this common ground, right? Liberty, we'll say, right? Just leave me. And questioning maybe yeah, the questioning government the government narrative, you know, not being told how to live your life, not being forced to you know, take the science juice as it's called. And then, and then all of a sudden this, this curveball comes out of nowhere, you know, and you're like, Whoa, uh, shit. I don't, I don't buy into that. I'm sorry. You know? And what was cool is like, I had an experience like that recently, but we were still respectful and cool with each other. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. So yeah. that's, yes, I yeah. would say that is what sparked our little conversation for sure. Yeah. And so what, so what Bloss and I are kind of talking about is when you, when you say the, when you refer to the conspiracy theory world, right? We've all started to get into um, things that we now accept. We've seen a lot of evidence for some of the things I hinted at a few minutes ago. Right. And I think these are now mainstream positions because they're supported with such huge bodies of evidence. Right. And then so much of what we've seen you know, lots of people have noted this, but what we were originally called conspiracy theorists for um, three years ago, two and a half years ago, you know, I was writing an occasional article here and there, even for Mises in, in spots like that. And the things that we were noting three years ago, like I say, two and a half years ago, as I said, those things were borne out and now they're admitted to, they're accepted as fact. And you've got people even like Brian Stelter trying to go back with some of these things and say, we never said it was disinformation, you know, when we were, when, uh, we were making fun of people for, you know, in regard to the, um, the, either the Russia collusion thing or the Russians targeting American troops or whatever it was. Now they're trying to, to basically walk back some of these things and say, we were saying it could be, this has the ring of Russian disinformation, what you guys are saying or accusing us of, but it's very subtle sometimes how they do that. There's never an admission that they were wrong about so many things related to COVID-19 or Russia collusion or some of the other things we'll talk about. There's never that admission, right? There's never like a big even, I'm sorry, we came out hard on these mandates and now we've got some of the, the gold standard studies coming out, you know, for like masks, for example, wearing masks, forcing you to wear masks forcing you to do that to your children for years. I'm sorry, the studies are now coming out, the meta studies, meta analyses as well. And yeah, they really are not an effective public health 
um, protocol. You know, maybe maybe surgical masks, of course, for surgeons to prevent droplets of blood or droplets of saliva or, you know, those bodily fluids, actual droplets, maybe those work, of course. You know, I'm, I'm a scientist. I'm interested in getting things right. But we've seen the studies now and we haven't been apologized to. When, when the studies come out and it turns out, and even the empirical data just from one country, from another country around the world, that high rates of masking, low rates of masking, it's, it's a, statistically a scattershot. Uh, it's all over the map. There's no trend that can be taken out or pulled out or delineated here. The masks didn't work. We've seen what's happening now with the, uh, the COVID jabs. Um, everything that's come out, they've had to admit to the myocardial or the myocarditis risk. They've had to admit to, of course, some of the um, female reproductive risk and some of those side effects. And one by one, they're admitting to clotting, thrombosis. They're doing this very quietly in certain scientific journals or in press releases. But again, there's never that, that big, we're sorry, we were wrong. And boy, we shouldn't have vilified these people. We shouldn't have um, thrown them out of polite society or attempted to do so, right? So we've all noticed this stuff. I mean, Bloss and I have noticed that we've been talking about it for a handful of years. But then we've been joined by lots of other great people, liberty-minded people, and maybe some of them have been in some of these fights for a long time and some of these debates. And so some of the things that Bloss and I were, are referring to and are talking about are now people are kind of saying, oh, yeah, yeah. So you're you're kind of against the, the jab mandates, right? And you're against this or that or you don't believe the government on on X or Y or Z. What about, you know, you get back into like 9-11 was an inside job. You start going there with the thermite. I've never heard thermite so much in my life. Uh, and you get into flat earth is kind of making a resurgence, <laughs> the whole flat earth thing. And it's like, what? wait, hold on, what? Like, again, I'm a scientist. I'd love to have that conversation or maybe not. <laughs> sure. Right. And then, then the chemtrails people like come out of like another part of the back alley. You know, they come out of the shadows and they're like, yeah, and chemtrails too. And you're like, well, well okay, time out here. <laughs> um Fluoride in the water. And I'm not like a proponent of public, you know, public drinking systems. I'm not saying, oh, they're so great. They're so wonderful. But it's like all this stuff starts bombarding you, you know, after everything we've been through and all the lies that we've clearly endured. And we can list these out as well. But then you start saying, OK, at what point do we need to really put on a filter and, and just remind people that we need we need a lot of evidence for some of these things. I think it was Carl Sagan that said, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof, right? What do you think about that, Bloss? Well, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I need some pretty convincing evidence, you know, to believe like the flat earth thing, for example. Okay, which is completely sure. absurd. I mean, I don't know. I could tell that story if you want, Greg. I mean, it's okay. I mean... I don't know. Yeah, let's let's jump into so, that. Some some of the other ones just to mention before you you go into sure. this because this is entertaining. Um, I've heard recently, and even on I think Tom Woods' podcast, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful or dismissive to any of these, but do viruses actually exist? So um, yeah, we'll get. To, I want to get to your story here in a second, but I don't know if you heard this one. No, Bloss, but like, no, I haven't. Do viruses exist? It's like, okay, we're questioning the lab leak hypothesis or we're questioning the, the natural origin of COVID. We think it was a lab leak. That's what it seems to be. We can talk about that. 
we're talking about like, um, you know, not only the COVID jab for these viruses, we're, we've been talking and debating about do masks work at all? Um, they hardly work. We've seen the answers on that, right? So we're talking about things related to a, a virus or a microbe. Um, I don't know if viruses are technically microbes, but they just basically what in they basically carry genetic information with them. They're not really alive. But at any rate, do viruses exist? It's like, whoa, whoa hold on. That one kind of just, it snuck in the back door. And I was like, okay, well, now we have like a whole epistemological thing, you know, where we have to step back and say, how do we know what we actually know? Like, does anyone know anything? How do we know that atoms exist? The, the average like high school or college graduate, you go up to them and say, yeah, how do you know an electron exists? I mean, when you start peeling things away like that, the average person cannot tell you, one, how a car engine works, but two, if a virus or an atom actually exists. And so it gets you thinking. And by the way, I do think viruses exist. I think there's <laughs> a solid body of evidence that, that viruses exist. But again, I'm not trying to just be disparaging. I'm not trying to be rude to people of, hey, having a different or a nutty opinion. I've been accused of that many times. After the past three years, I'm kind of, and this is what the episode's about, right? But it's like, I'm kind of open to having dialogues, but we still have to have a filter. You know, we have to know if there's an extraordinary claim being made, how do we test that claim? How do we know something is actually true? Um, so it's not only the viruses, it would be things like them questioning the moon landing. Okay. Like I said, nine 11 was an inside job. I was, I was never on that. I was never on that one myself. You know, I just, I didn't think it was plausible. Osama bin Laden had been attacking or targeting the United States for several years before that. Um, there are a lot of things that go into that. I, I still am not a, I'm not a nine 11 was an inside job person. Don't forget, don't forget the, flat uh, earth, the, the young earth. You know. Young Earth, yeah, for for a lot of my, you know, there are a lot of uh, Protestant Christians who are very fine people, um, who maybe believe literally, quite literally, that the Earth could be approximately six thousand years old um, with the Young Earth. And again, I'm not trying to make fun of um, someone's religious views. I'm really not. But it's just when something goes against an entire scientific theory, right? Which Theory in science is more than just a hypothesis or like a little idea. Theory means that it is held up to essentially all bodies of evidence and it is the scientific consensus. It doesn't mean that it's truth. Science is not here to prove truth with a capital T. Science is there to provide us with the most reasonable and the best explanation at the time um, for natural events or uh, occurrences. Um, in the natural world, but Greg, right? but Greg, you were just, you were taught that you were taught to say that by the man. <laughs> that's well, that's true. <laughs> but I do have some a priori knowledge. I can I can reason. We can all reason. Sure. But um, anyway, sorry for that long kind of interjection there. But um, you had a funny a funny anecdote kind of related back to. Um, well, I'll let you uh, go ahead so and tell tell the story. First, I have to say that. You know, the, the hosts of the luncheon, right? They, they're some friends of ours and they, we, they're very sweet people, you know, and, um, they invited my wife and I over for lunch and, you know, we're on the same page for a lot of stuff actually, you know, regarding government intervention and, you know, the manipulation of, you know, 
I guess, the narrative that they want to deliver to the people, you know, through the corporate press, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, <clears throat> we know we knew them and we knew one of the other guests there. And uh, we met them through a libertarian group uh, in Fort Worth. And instantly we just jived and they're just super cool people. Well, there were some other people in the group that are also liberty minded that I had not met yet. And yeah, they're don't get me wrong. They were super nice. They were very respectful. Um, and again, we shared a lot of common ground when it came to, you know, the typical stuff, you know, being anti-government and, you know, anti-war and free market and all that stuff. Um, yeah. but we're, we're having this great conversation and, you know, just out of nowhere. Of course, my wife is sitting next to me. We're all sitting at a table and some people are having their own conversation. And out of nowhere, someone says, brings up the flat earth thing. And, you know, my wife and I just got quiet. You know, first of all, that's, we just don't, <laughs> we don't buy into that idea. If you do, that's fine. I don't care. So I just wanted to hear what, this individual had to say, and you know he was pretty sharp on some other stuff. You know he's a younger guy, but the more I heard all of the the flat Earth stuff, you know that we're surrounded by an ice wall and we're in a dome, and you know somebody else, another guy that that that's a friend of mine. He's like, well, he doesn't buy into that whole thing either. And he was like, well, what's outside of the dome? And he's like, well, there's water, you know, and then the stars and the planets, those are angels and demons and they're having a whatever. I don't know. It just got weird, sure. man, you know? So then yeah. right when this individual says, you know, starts bringing up flat earth stuff, which it didn't even relate at the time to any of the stuff we were talking about. There was another person there that we had not met who, I mean, dude, she, she could have been, I don't know, just your average looking mom, soccer mom. She was dressed really nice. She just looked normal, man, you know? And out of nowhere, yeah. she's like, oh, thank God, there's so many like-minded people. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I didn't say this, but I'm like, ah, don't let me into that. <laughs> right. Don't let me into the flat earth thing. I mean, you have something in common with right. this individual. That part, you don't have anything in common with me, which is cool. And we can have conversation about it right <clears throat> yeah so anyways yeah. that started to unfold so then another person who was there said respectively respectively you know she was like look i i don't buy that flat earth stuff at all okay yeah. uh-oh yeah and i knew there was a but statement after right. that but you know we are in live I can't even say it with a straight face. We are living in a <laughs> in a holographic reality, like oh. this digital realm, and we're like ones and zeros. I don't even I can't even tell you, Greg. Like I, I'm probably yeah. doing a bad job of paraphrasing, you know, and I apologize. And again, I, I don't want to take anything away from these people because they were genuinely nice, you know. They're nice people, right? Super yeah. nice and again, very yeah. respectful and and I was very you know, very, very thankful to the hosts. Of course, they weren't even in that conversation. I don't even know. They were kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah. And that was a lot to uh, to digest because I'm like, how did we get here? You know, right. we're talking right. about stuff like 
okay, we're talking about how ridiculous driver's licenses are, you know, vehicle sure. registrations and the government coming in and wanting to control every aspect of your living, you know, situation, taxes or whatever, and then boom, holographic reality and flat earth. I don't even know how those yeah. came together, <laughs> right? to be honest with you, man. And so anyways, long story short, I just told my wife and said, hey, it's getting late anyways. We, we had somewhere to be actually, and it just worked yeah. out. That was the timing. So we left. Oh, look at and the time. Again, yeah. I'm glad we had the opportunity to go and talk with some of our other friends. But I started thinking about it. It's like, man, how did how did that even how do we get there? So right, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know if you've ever had that situation happen to you, but that happened to us. So I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. You know, it's funny how you were describing it. You know, it's almost like that um, Homer Simpson gif, or some people say GIF. You know. Where Homer Simpson is like backing up into the bushes or whatever, um, slowly receding into the bushes. Um, so yeah, I've been involved in in some of those conversations before. So as we're all questioning, you know, and we're all skeptical about so much of what the government has told us, or so much of what the mainstream media has told us, you know, like we were talking about over the past three years in particular, we have become very skeptical almost in the philosophical sense of it's really hard to make us believe things. Um, we're almost to the point where we have to have extraordinary proof if we're actually going to believe what's being told to us, either um, coming from the government or coming from the media or, or whatever. Um, this is a consequence of being lied to repeatedly in the past past few years. <clears throat> so Bloss, your story is, is something that, yeah, I, I have faced similar things before. Um, where it's like, because we're allies and we're fellow travelers and we're skeptical of government and the mainstream media, um, propaganda that it's almost like a given, or it's almost assumed that we're on board for everything else, which traditionally has had a much, much, let's say thinner or not as robust data set or evidence set to, to prove it up. Right. But some things We've seen so much. I mean, we've seen the FBI targeting pro-life groups, which is not really supernatural at all. Um, it's just related to government malfeasance. Uh, again, we've seen the, the feds lie about gain-of-function research. Um, that's been proven out. You know, Rand Paul was really good on that, um, various hearings going after Anthony Fauci. You know, he Fauci and others lied about the effectiveness of the vaccine. They said if you took the vaccine, and Rochelle Walensky as well. Um, from the CDC and whatnot. If you take the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. And the vaccine was initially 95% effective. Remember that? Then it went down to like 89% or whatever the number is. And it kept bumping down. Um, so they, they lied or they just gaslit us about that. Um, natural immunity or herd, herd immunity and natural immunity. Those are separate things. Remember um, for a while, Fauci was saying, you know, to get to herd immunity, it's it's some some number that kept changing, essentially. Uh, natural immunity wasn't even a thing. You weren't allowed to talk about natural immunity. It was only take the Pfizer juice or take the Moderna juice. That's the only way you could get true immunity, of course. And that was to a spike protein, which your body had produced, and you're getting immuno, immunoglobulins. You're getting basically antibodies 
systemically that, you know, you get the injection in your deltoid and you get all these antibodies throughout your whole system, not in your nose or your nasal passages and whatnot, where you would normally need antibodies, where you would get, where you would get the antibodies that would actually help neutralize um, a, a respiratory virus, right? Uh, we can go down the whole thing uh, with natural immunity versus this synthetic in, induced immunity from the messenger RNA shots or from the viral vector shots like the Johnson and Johnson. That's a whole other show. But we were lied to about natural herd immunity. Um, how about even just even just a few weeks ago with the whole big thing we were talking about before we we uh, hit record? You know what happened in East Palestine, Ohio? I don't know what caused that derailment. And again, I've I've heard some conspiracy theories about what it could be. But what we do know is that the whole situation was exacerbated and made much much worse, and even more toxic by the feds. I won't say unilateral. I mean, maybe they cooperated with the state officials, but by the feds deciding that they were going to incinerate uh, the vinyl chloride instead of some other way of just scooping it out of the soil and bringing it to like a toxic waste dump, um, you know, for the sake of saving the town and, and preventing those people from basically being poisoned and having that poison leach into the, uh, the water table right? The feds made a one-way decision, unilateral decision that they were going to incinerate it. Then we have toxic mushroom clouds, you know, fouling the air and uh, killing birds and, and whatnot. We, we've seen all of these things. We've seen tremendous evidence. And we've seen, in some cases, the feds actually admit what they had done. But then when it gets to like flat earth, which has been around a long time, maybe it's had a bit of a resurgence, we have to look at, okay, you know, we have some people, maybe some fellow travelers who are, who've been on the flat earth thing or chemtrails thing for a long time, but we have to look at those bodies of evidence too. And those bodies of evidence coming from a scientific background, I can tell you they're much thinner or they have a, a pseudoscientific ring to them. Um, so a lot of these are very specious claims. Like, so on flat earth, right? Loss, you were mentioning the, what is it? The ice wall that's, that's at the edge of the earth or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like inverting geometry on its head. It's like, so did we flatten out the disc? Because obviously we have a so-called ice wall, the North Pole, and then we have like an ice wall at the South Pole. But of course, um, in the Arctic up north, that does not have any continent beneath it, right? That's just sea ice. And then down south, of course, that is a continent. Um, it's, it's got... Granitic, it's intermediate in composition, um, all kinds of different rocks there in Antarctica. Um, so that is a rocky continent with a huge thick ice sheet on it. They're different things altogether. But I don't know if some of these details are lost on them. Just around this circular disk, we have an ice wall. Okay, well, can we go beyond the ice wall? Um, can, we, can we set a course to, to uh, pilot a boat to, or to float a boat in a straight line? Like that's that's possible, right? Um, where does the sun go? What happens with the sun? You know, if the sun just travels around overhead and it goes far away from us and it comes closer overhead, if it does that every day and it disappears, why doesn't the sun change in size every day? You know, you can ask, ask these folks this. Why are the constellations spinning about the North Star, uh, Polaris? Why are they spinning if what are we just a disc? I think that's moving, moving upward in space. And that's, that's giving us the illusion of gravity, right? We're accelerating upward. In space. Or, 
Why do they look different in the night sky in the northern hemisphere versus the southern hemisphere? Right, right, right. Um, how come I mean, we- I'm not a science guy or anything, but I mean, that's like pretty logical. But you are a thinker, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, so you start just poking basic holes, you know, like, you know, at a pretty basic level and just start asking basic questions. And at first blush, there is like a sciencey sounding answer to all of these, you know, kind of main objections. But then you get like maybe one la- layer of detail deeper and the whole thing just kind of starts to unravel. Um, you know, and I'm not here, we're not here to do a full exposition on the flat earth thing, you know, because yeah. um, I'm sure there's, to be fair to them, there's probably stuff, um, key pillars maybe of their of their um, worldview that maybe we're not doing justice to or whatever. Um, we could have a flat earth debate on a different episode. This isn't the one. It's more of, <laughs> we're focusing more on that question of why is it that some of these maybe kookier or less mainstream conspiracy theories, why do they kind of come up and the folks want to glom on to just, um, I think, a, a robust skepticism of government lies? That, that's yeah. kind of the fundamental question, right? Yeah. You know, so kind of sticking with this, sticking with this whole idea of like needing evidence and, you know, all the lies coming out. I know one of the things that you had talked about earlier in the podcast briefly, you mentioned like the, the basically the origins, right, of the Schmovid uh, virus, right? Yeah. The non-existent virus, apparently, that's whatever that is. I, and I hadn't heard the thing about viruses, so that's new to me. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm having a hard time kind of articulating this, and and maybe you can kind of shed your own light on this. But <clears throat> So you have basically all of the hor- horrible, like, I, I would say, you know, the mismanagement of that entire COVID situation, right? The lockdowns, the, for, the the vaccine mandates, and everything else, you know, right. employers, you know, firing people because they didn't want to buy into all this stuff. And you had, you know, Big Brother pushing all of this propaganda, okay? But then, six hours ago, I see an article I don't know if you saw this, uh, Greg, you know, the Senate unanimously passes a bill to declassify intelligence on COVID-19 origins. Hmm. So then you see something like that, right? So I don't know. There's so many kind of contradicting, like, okay, so what side are you people on? Like, are you going to declassify the intelligence on this? And then will you ever admit to your horrible management of all of this stuff and ruining all these people's lives well of course not they'll ne- like you said earlier they're never gonna you know the corporate press will never apologize for all of their you know disinformation or misinformation or whatever yeah i don't think the government would ever come out and apologize to the human to, or to the uh, american people right yeah but like you said the corporate press man they're pretty ballsy that, that takes a lot of balls to say, oh, well, yeah, we didn't say that. We actually meant this. It's like, no, you bastards, you did say that. It's like there's videos of you guys saying all this stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. then I see this particular article, and I haven't read the article because <clears throat> I've been in meetings all morning, but I don't know, man. Like, it's like everything's kind of falling apart. Yeah. And I'm glad it's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... 
yeah, I hope something does come of that. Yeah. Anyways, what do you think about all that? Well, so I think um, you're talking about specifically like with uh, COVID, COVID, the the origin of COVID, some of that and declassifying that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if I saw saw that article or I don't know if I've read those today, but I did have the question in general and uh, thoughts about it. Like all of a sudden, isn't it interesting that um, I think it was the Department of Energy and maybe the FBI within the past three, four days or so this week, now it's okay to admit that COVID did in fact more than likely come from the Wuhan Virological Institute in China. Right. So all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, isn't it, isn't it weird this week? It's okay. The, the U S government, or at least big parts of the U S government are saying, yeah, okay. Um, maybe it was, maybe it was a lab leak in China. Maybe it wasn't like, you know, uh, Oh, it was a pangolin and I ate bat soup and all that. You know, they even gave it the weird pang. Remember pangolin? They even made it a weirdly, oddly specific animal where people are like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's weird. That must be true because it's a pangolin. That's weird. But yeah. um, and I, I always think back to John Stewart's great bit. It was hilarious um, on, on the origin story. Um, but um, why is it OK all of a sudden to blame China this week of all weeks after two, three years? All of a sudden now the U.S. government's saying, oh, yeah, OK, it was China. And they're kind of going out on some of the shows and they're saying, well, yeah, we think that that could be, that could have happened. I think you got to look at what happened um, last week when there's been movement. China's starting to partner now with Russia. China's coming out and saying, maybe we need to push for some peace talks with the whole Ukraine and Russia war. I don't know. I am wondering, really, if now all of a sudden this is a way to uh, to kind of brush China back off the plate, or at least to give them a little bit of a black eye, metaphorically, and to say, all right, China, you want to meddle? You want to get it? Step in with the Russians, which we were all talking about last week and the week before, maybe. Well, so the government, I, I think, could have uh, been releasing some of this information to kind of brush them back off the plate a little bit. And um, I'm not saying that is what's happening, but the way we should be thinking is when there's something so coordinated and that's so like 180 degrees to everything we've been hearing, all the the dump load just dump trucks of propaganda that we've been faced with. When all of a sudden something shifts, just try to look around and see what that correlates with. What else has been happening? Because it isn't just like, oh, the U.S. government decided to become honest overnight. I don't buy it. There's something yeah. else that it's tied to. Um, I think in this case, maybe the the origin story of COVID. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it's... And again, I have, I just saw this thing, but even before this, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you, what you just positioned. I hadn't really thought of that to be honest with you, but it makes a lot of sense, but yeah, I I don't believe for a second that now the, the U S government has a conscience, you know, they're feeling bad about shit or whatever. Right. I don't believe that at all, that they're now all of a sudden they're going to be all high and mighty and take the high road and tell the truth or seek the truth or whatever. Nope. Yeah. When has that ever happened? (laughs) So Uh, rarely, very rarely, it seems. I mean, anyways, so, and, and you could do a whole, I mean, mean, hell, we could really dive into whole, this one topic could be a two part, you know, podcast thing, you know? 
Oh, for sure. Because to be fair, like each of these things, even the ones that I just kind of mentioned, and um, we don't even have time to get to them all today, but you know, the 9-11 thing, I, you know, I always poo-pooed that. I was always like, that seems ridiculous. I, I know the Iraq war and Afghanistan, those were probably very poor decisions. Um, and a lot of people died and that shouldn't have happened. But in terms of 9-11 itself, I, you know, I just, I've never seen the body of evidence there for it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like it. And I still don't really like it necessarily. But you could look at any of these, whether it's the chemtrails. It's like, okay, <laughs> I, I'm willing to hear you out now. I'm at least willing to hear you out. Because we do have people like Bill Gates who are talking about weather modification. And this has yeah. been done in, in China. This stuff has been done, you know, because of either global warming or whatever. I don't know if they're <laughs> yeah. spraying pesticides up there or weird hormones or whatever. I No evidence. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any evidence for it. It's an extraordinary yeah. claim, right? But these people have said, a lot of the globalists and the Bill Gates types and um, the WF types, you know, those globalists, they've said that they're into like this weather modification thing. And cloud yeah. seeding is a thing for precipitation. That is, that's absolutely something that happens. Whether or not that happens you know, with um, all chemtrails versus just naturally occurring contrails. It's not natural, but, you know, coming out of the back of a jet and condensation. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not fully bought in there yet. I have to see the extraordinary evidence. Um, That's where I'm coming from with this other stuff. Yeah. And like you said, there's, I mean, there is some evidence that they're trying stuff like solar geoengineering and stuff and like reflecting solar light and all this, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it, and I haven't seen enough evidence on one way or the other t- to make a a sound judgment, right? Yeah, yeah. On any of this stuff. However, every time some of these, every time these things come up, there are some names that send that seem to be connected to it all. Yeah, and it's the same names right. over and over again, and it's the same people connected to the vaccines and all that other stuff, right? It is same people connected to the WEF. Right. Right. And anything related to climate change, it's the same people. Correct. So, yeah. I mean, that's a red flag for me, for sure. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm going to be more open to, okay, you have some hard evidence, you have some data, you have some whatever. Okay, let me look at it. Yeah, right. I mean, even like the fluoride in drinking water. It's like I never Mm -hmm. gave it a thought. It's like, well, I survived drinking tap water. And, you know, I guess at a certain point we should hold ourselves or like our municipal water agencies or whatever to a higher standard, right? And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe the fluoride in water to prevent cavities, which I don't even, you know, maybe that works, maybe it doesn't. You know, some people go in regardless and they get tons of cavities. Other people never get a cavity. I think there could be more going on there. But, okay, fluoride in water to prevent cavities out of the benevolence of the government from the feds to the state level to local. Uh, Okay. Now I'm a lot more skeptical. Um, And, you know, public water systems have have really gone bad uh, in previous years. I'm thinking obviously of like Flint, Michigan as being one of the Mm -hmm. worst examples, right? Um, There's been, there's been horrible stuff in water supplies, uh, which is awful. And people bathe in it. Um, A lot of people drink it. Um, and then like you're talking about kind of remembering the same names, wasn't it like Paul Ehrlich or one of those kind of catastrophe people, maybe in the sixties or seventies, forgive me, it might not have been Paul Ehrlich, but it might, might've been one of his fellow travelers where a lot of these progressives actually, 
maybe years back, they were talking about putting even sterilants or sterilizers in the drinking water. Now, I hope, God forbid, I, they better not have ever done that. That'd be an incredible crime against humanity, right? Yeah. But I've heard them talk about these kinds of ideas for population control. It always goes back to population yeah. control. And I'm, I'm not even alleging like some Bohemian Grove conspiracy where they're worshiping some stupid idol or owl in the woods, you know, chanting something in robes. I'm not alleging that conspiracy, but these people say it themselves. They say crazy stuff. Um, if it mm-hmm. wasn't Paul Ehrlich, it was someone like him. Like, hey, yeah. we might want to consider putting sterilants in the water or sterilizers or something. That yeah, sounds like a Bill Gates idea. <laughs> it does. It does. Because um, these people are sickly obsessed with um, stopping fertility and population yeah. control and all this stuff. Um, yeah. Well, they it, have that God complex, man. Yeah, where they think they can control everything and make, yeah. make the earth a better place. I, and we know what, who the biggest environmental polluter is, um, certainly in this country, and it's the United States government. You look at what they did. Remember that giant um, environmental river disaster in Durango, Colorado? Um, I don't know if it was 10 years ago now, but where Basically. there was a big – they were trying to control like um, – basically there were chemicals that they were using in a mine. It was highly acidic, very noxious. And it was the United States government, one agency or another, um, I forget which one, but they ended up spilling a huge amount of acidic and toxic um, water and chemicals into the Animas River, I believe, in Durango, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And it totally fouled up that river for, I don't know how long, but I saw that it was like yellowish brown water, um, highly acidic, changed the pH of the water. It was disgusting. And these are the people who are supposedly our moral betters, our scientific betters who understand everything about taking care of the planet, right? They're, they're going to control all of our lives on this premise of you making the earth a better place and taking care of the earth. Well, look what they did in Durango years ago. Look what they did just two weeks ago or three weeks ago in East Palestine. They made the situation arguably much, much worse and, and more dangerous for those people that live in that small town. Yeah. You know, so so this reminds me. So this is all connected, right? And we can't get into it here because it's just going to go like way, way too long. I would love, I would love to pick your brain even more on this very topic, you know, and get really get your thoughts on your, your perspective on the whole climate change thing. You know, me personally, you're, you're, you're an individual that I would like to hear your perspective on that just because of your, you know, your background uh, as a geologist, but, um, but no, you're right. Uh, one of the biggest polluters being our own U S government. So it's like you have people just, I'm, I'm obviously I'm happy that people are waking up, you know, yeah. not being woke. And then that, you know what I mean? They're right. just waking up to, you know, the real, the real negative player in this whole thing, <laughs> right? The one right. causing the biggest problems causing the most, catastrophes causing the most deaths not just here but abroad you know what i mean right um poking the bear constantly wherever they're at and so i'm happy about that i'm happy about people you know wanting to you know learn more know what's going on my thing is that and i don't know maybe i'm a pessimist maybe i need to read michael malice's white pill book i have no idea I don't feel too confident, man, that like 
the citizens of our country anyways would ever really like put their foot down in the face of another COVID situation. Yeah. Like will, will what, to what extent will they go the next time this happens? You right. know, cause what is the next thing? It could be another, like whatever bird flu my, the bird flu. It could be a climate change thing. Right. Yeah. So right. at what point, what is it going to take for people to really genuinely fight back and put their foot down? I, right. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't know. I, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, I, well, I think about the same thing, obviously, because I don't think they, with a capital T, I don't think they're done with us. I think they found out what they could do to control a population with fear and propaganda and giant corporations backing them. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think they've stumbled onto a very successful model. Who knew that it would work to this extent? You know, um, maybe Bernays with uh, writing the book on propaganda many, many decades ago. A lot of people have maybe been awake to this, but to this extent in 2020, I think all of us, you and I, um, all of our buddies, fellow travelers, our families, I think everyone is kind of like, holy shit, what just happened? And this can never happen again. Um, many of us are saying that. Um, and you know, now they're talking about like the bird flu, you know, and and I get nervous and that's not a conspiracy theory thing. When they start talking about modeling or wargaming out what we would do for the next one, you know, the WF types, the Bill Gates types, and we're not trying to turn them into a comic book villain. Honestly, they turn themselves into comic book villains. Klaus Schwab mm-hmm. and all those um, creeps, just creeps who want to control everyone else's reproduction and everyone else's lives. Um, they're talking about the next one, whether it's bird flu or a Marburg type virus. God forbid if these fanatics get their hands on like a hemorrhagic fever, that kind of virus, mm-hmm. um, which hopefully those are not, they're not nearly as um, contagious. I, I, that's what I understand. Um, but I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not a biologist, right? Like Katanji Brown Jackson, but um, <laughs> Ebola, Marburg, those are nasty. Those are like what, 50, 60, 70% mortality rates. And um, those are very scary. And we better hope that those yeah. are never released or those don't just appear um, because, you know, they're working on vaccines for some of those things. Um, yeah. certainly for RSV for, I believe bird flu. And that to me is scary when they're planning it and planning for it in scare quotes. And when they're talking about it and war gaming it out and you start hearing about it now, man, I'm, I'm nervous because, um, sure. whatever the reason is they found a way that they can control a compliant population. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's why I was really happy. I, I don't know his I don't know any of his political views or anything, but I was really happy to see what Woody Harrelson had to say on SNL last weekend. I yeah. think it was last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And for anybody who did not see that, okay, and I'm sure a lot of people saw it, not just live, but they got wind of it through, you know, through some media channel. Um you need to watch it. I'm, I, I have it here. I'm not going to read it because it's better if you hear him say it. Because oh, yeah. basically, man, everybody in that crowd, they were the butt of the joke. Yeah. It got I like really strangely silent when he Stone silent. That part. <laughs> yeah. Stone silent. And it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now we just need we need more of that. Yes. And dude, I think that. 
isn't Woody Harrelson? He's kind of like your he's like your old school pot smoking liberal guy. And I, yeah. I don't agree with them on probably 90% of stuff. Um, yeah. But w- when you hear an old school liberal or a true leftist saying, you know, what about civil liberties, you know, and, and making fun of corporations who are doing the government's yep. business. When you hear that, maybe when I was younger, I would have said, oh, that's just lefty talk. But yeah, railing against corporations who are doing the bidding of the government. Well, it's a real thing. We've all seen the, the disgusting corporatism that's overtaken our country and the world. Mm-hmm. And it's so refreshing to hear left liberals and, and leftists um, who are not part of the Uniparty saying, no, 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 civil liberties are important. Medical yeah. choice, all the pro-choice people, you know, it, it doesn't just apply toward abortion. Uh, more importantly, it should apply to your own body um, and making your own yeah, medical sure. choices. Um, sure. So that was refreshing. Yeah, so that was awesome. So anybody who hasn't yeah. seen it, go watch that. I highly recommend this little monologue at the beginning of SNL. Yeah, right, definitely. And and I'd say even talking about Michael Malice, I think we mentioned it earlier, but um, I think he has a quote, something to the effect of, on these types of things, these kinds of discussions, take a few red pills, but don't overdose on the whole bottle, guys. <laughs> so don't don't just guzzle down every red pill you can find because it's a red pill. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Search for the truth, but make sure that we have, um, you know, strong, strong evidence lines to support that. Um, and remember, right. extraordinary claims do require extraordinary proof. So if we're going to run around or if someone's going to say that there was no moon landing, it's like, well, OK, but how do you prove how do you prove it was filmed in TV studio <laughs> or right. whatever the claim is? Right. All right. Um, anyway, no, I man, love that quote. Yeah. I love that yeah. quote. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm happy to stand side by side with anyone who wants to fight for human flourishing, respect and dignity for each and every human being, and liberty. Um, even if they have different views now about economics, you know, I'm in some signal groups with um, I think some some new people um, who are on the left, on the far left, and it's like you can form these coalitions um, to to stand up against nuclear war. <laughs> Imagine that, yeah. you know. Some yeah. of us can have different opinions about uh, tax, marginal tax rates, but we don't want a nuclear war. We don't want a draft for our sons and daughters to be sent to Ukraine. We can do these coalitions, right? These are important issues. Um, fighting biomedical fascism. We should be able to have coalitions with, with people um, so-called on the left. Uh, geez, these are important issues. Um, anyway, did you have anything else, Bloss? Or, uh, I think Man, this is I a don't. good sampling. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't. It's a good sampling. I think there's some nuggets in here that I would love to see you expand upon for the California Liberty Project, whether it was it's maybe uh, somebody else, you know, maybe an expert or whatever, whether how loosely or firmly you want to use that term. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I loved it, man. Had a lot of fun. Thanks for yeah. having me on. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for, uh, for coming on once again, man. And uh, we'll be talking to you really soon. Sweet. All right. Have a good afternoon, man. All right. Later. This has been the California Liberty Project Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, share it with others, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter.